This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Sissy That Pod. This is a bonus episode just for you with all the highlights and review of our time at DragCon. I was joined again by Chris Adamdom, who is my partner in crime for the weekend. It was such a really fun weekend. We got to have some really great conversations with some of the queens and, you know, just had a gay old time. So let's get into it and hear all about it. Okay, so we're back in the hotel. It's been two long days at DragCon. Two long enjoyable days. Too long of too long. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's both our first times there. (laughs) I love that we're back in a hotel room. It's both our first times. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go slowly. (laughs) (laughs) The visual is not that fun, I promise you. (laughs) It's the Sunday after DragCon. Was it what you expected? Honestly... I don't know. I just, I had so much on. There was just a lot happening before I went. Like, I just came back from Tenerife. Oh my God. <laughs> Let us humble brag. <laughs> I've been very busy though. And I think that like, I just hadn't digested it fully what I was getting into mm. when I came. And when I met you, I was like, I was like, oh my God, Slay. And then we went in and then I thought, because I'd never been to a convention before. Yeah. You said the same. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Other than like, the young scientist. Oh, young scientists, we both said that as well. <laughs> I don't know. So that's my reference point for a convention. And that one's really busy. Yeah. Uh, like really, 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 really busy. And I thought that like, maybe because we got there a little bit later in the, not later in the day, but we weren't like the first girls in, um, that I, I, I and felt. And it was the second day, like we only arrived on the Saturday. Yeah, exactly. So we arrived technically day two. Our mm. day one was day two mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So it was kind of like, I don't know, trying to get the bearings of everything, but it was really, really, really overwhelming, actually, I thought, because there's so much going on. Mm. I didn't know what to digest. Obviously, I was going to do socials for Sissy That Pod, and it was like, what do I do? And also, um, ASOS dressed us, so we were going to do a little video for them. So I was kind of like, how do I tie this in? I wanted to put stuff off my own page as well. So I think I, I was kind of like a little bit overwhelmed immediately. I was hesitant about where to go because we both don't like spending money, right? And we got every free bet. It's kind of all about, you know, queuing and spending money for the meet and greets and buying the merch and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I I was like, I don't know how many queens I'm actually going to go see because I just don't like spending money. I'm just no, such a thrifty bastard. Yeah, but, like, same. it was great to be there and to see all the different boots and all the creativity and the performances and stuff like that. Yeah. So I did actually really enjoy it. I think I enjoyed it. I, more than I thought I would, or at least Me too. I kind of thought there could be a part of this that I might not really enjoy. Yeah. But it was more like a festival for me, just kind of walking around a lot yeah. of the time. Actually, that's that's a good way to put it, because I think I was afraid that would be very worky, mm. especially like on the job for several different things. I was like, okay, actually, this is a little bit more relaxed yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Um, and anyone who doesn't know how the, the DragCon works and operates, because I didn't know yeah. about the the money situation I was under the impression that the queens were paid to be there yeah so I guess if you don't know the setup basically mm. uh, the queens pay to be there I think if you are on the current season you kind of have to be there but you get like a it's stipend you contracted like yeah um, and then you pay for a meet and greet and you can buy merch yeah. to get the meet and greet and normally there's a minimum spend yeah and we did have an extra spreadsheet could be up to 40 euro in some cases pound Pound. the great British Sorry. pound, <laughs> um, And sometimes it was like £10 or whatever. And then there's also merch you can buy as well. And sometimes the merch is included in that minimum spend for meet and greet stuff. And some of the merch is really nice. Like I personally don't care necessarily too much about prints. But I know a lot of people would love a print. I'm more of like a keyring mug or t-shirt gal. Yeah. So I was kind of looking for the ones of the queens I liked of the t-shirts and stuff like that to try buy merch and I did get one t-shirt and uh, a mug and things like that so yeah I guess you just kind of get a chance to peruse and have go around and have a look and see what you like if you are going and you're on a budget or you are thrifty like we are what I'd say is maybe just give yourself however you, much you can afford or are willing to spend say at 100 or 50 or 200 or whatever and just say this is my little my kitty I'm going to go and see as many people as possible that I love with that money because 
if you kind of try to justify every spend in your head, it can just kind of get kind of tiring and it kind of defeats the purpose of being there. One thing you probably could avoid spending money on, though, is the drinks. They they don't search your bag. We we had a few. <laughs> like, it's a survival few, guide for Dragon. We just brought a few tinnies in towards the end of the summer. Yeah, a little cheeky tinny. Yeah, so it was all good. That was all good. But, but yeah, but the first big thing we did was see RuPaul's DJ set at twelve. I've heard of RuPaul's DJ set. Yeah, we didn't see the whole thing. The whole thing was like what ninety minutes. Yeah, he was there for ages because we went up to interview how many about three queens in the press yeah. room. <laughs> And then we came back down and Rue was still standing that, that there. That shiny little head was still bopping up I was head. like, oh my God, if that was me, I don't even know where I'd be still standing. So like there's a big room, there's a stage on the room, there's like a, a two meter tall screen behind the stage. Mm. And then on top of that screen is RuPaul behind the table. He was like not coming anywhere near us. We were probably the closest you could get to RuPaul without being part of his team. Because yeah. we ended up getting to go on the stage. Yeah, they were inviting people up onto the stage. But in like it groups was, of eight. Yeah, in groups of eight, it was the awkward. Because the first group they brought up was like mums and kids. Which yeah. is lovely, obviously so nice. What did they dance to? They danced to the new the ASMR yeah, okay. song. They didn't know it. <laughs> of course, RuPaul was like, I'm going to start off with my new song. The yeah. wrong cred was brought up for that song. Yeah. It was really interesting because when actual queens got up, like maybe queens that aren't on the franchise. Mm. Well, none of them were on the franchise, but like obviously like are starting off. Maybe they're baby queens, maybe they're season's queens they want to showcase. That was fun. I think it was a nice opportunity for mm. them to do a lip sync. And for Rue to interact with them, Rue was very like attentive to people who were performing. In drag. Yeah. In drag, especially. Like looking down and blowing kisses and stuff. And Well, not I don't think RuPaul blew a kiss, but they blew them up to him and he acknowledged them. Yeah. Which I think that's the most you're going to get from a girl. I accept that kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would prefer the, a payment. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But that was fun. And like, we danced to Smooth Criminal. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was it wasn't the it was my, a wasn't my choice. No, it was too awkward. The stage was very big, and it was only eight of us. And I was like, "Do I tr- attempt to do a moonwalk?" But yeah, I think it was it was it was a nice it, it interaction. Was fun. Yeah, it was probably the, the most interaction you can ever get with Rue. Yeah, and Rue doesn't have a booth or anything. You can't meet him, so it's yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought that was one of the, like kind of the first big thing we did. Yeah. Then we got to go up to the press room and interview some queens. So let's play some audio of that now. Teresa May, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Oh my God, my pleasure. How are you? Good. How's your drag con going? Incredible. Thank you very much. I'm having the loveliest time. This is campus tits. Absolutely. The outfit's very camp. I'm loving it. Lemon and lime. Lemon and lime. Take a licky lick. <laughs> I'm curious to know what's it like now? What was it like watching season four after your season? You know, was it kind of like, I want to be back up there again? It's like, fuck these bitches. They look so amazing. <laughs> they are making people forget about us. No one's going to forget about Treats of May, though. I'll make sure of that. <laughs> what was it like to guest on the España panel? Well, I was just saying, it was great because I've been judging people all my life. So this time I got paid for it. <laughs> it was so good. It was great. I loved it. It must be great to like get to touch, touch back to the roots though in Spain, right? Yeah, and just go and look beautiful behind the table is the best thing I've done in my life. It was very gorgeous. And get to meet all the queens. I got to go to Untucked with them. It was so much fun, honestly. It was fucking gorgeous. Because the, the panel in España looks so much fun with Anna and the Javis and everything. Oh, such talented people. Like, Anna is the sweetest. She cares so much for these queens. Like, we had the the episode I went on, it was the ball. So we have quite big breaks in between the queens getting changed. That bitch was taking notes on her dressing room. She had... I had to give her some of my space. She could she could do a book. She could release a book. Like notes, like five pages of notes. It was mental. And the Javis, I mean, incredible directors and actors. Like, it was a dream. It was a dream. Javier Calvo was the first gay reference that I had because he used to star in a teenager series and he was the gay guy there and he was the first reference that I ever saw on telly of a gay person and it was so emotional to get to meet him as well so yeah gorgeous 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 nice I was going to ask who's your favourite Javi so I guess it's him then is it? it it is it is him I love Javi Ambrosi as well but <laughs> yes <laughs> one thing I want to, curious to know is what was your first season of Drag Race that you watched? oh my god is it season 5 Detox was on? yes Season five, I was actually living in Brazil at the time, and I was like, what's this? I remember the first image I ever saw of Drag Race was Alisa Edwards 
in, in doing the interviews, they had, they had the interviews, and I was like, what's this? I need to watch it. And yeah, I loved it. I didn't understand the word back then. My English was so bad. Drag is an international language. I know. It was like 10 years ago. Well, I don't know when season six was, but I, I was not speaking any English. It was like, there's color and movement. I'm watch it. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for chatting today. Have a lovely weekend. Oh, my God. Lovely to meet you, baby. Have a great day. Utica and Joey J, thank you so much for chatting to me today. How is your DragCon going? Oh, fabulous. We're having a fabulous time seeing all the queens and seeing um, everyone's art and the, how everyone is dressed in their booths. It's really like, it's like a family reunion. I mean, you both look amazing today. I'm loving all, both looks. Do you want to give me a bit of like a hint of the inspiration? Um, It's ready to wear turn into drag we're partnering with Akira I don't know if you've heard of them but they're sickening and they do so much for the queer community so we were able to take these looks that you could Amazing. take from a store mm-hmm. and accessorize it we enhanced it feathers stones gloves, put these beads in so you don't have to just have complete custom this and that and spend thousands and thousands of dollars like you can really take something and learn how to be creative with it like a sleeping bag and make it into an iconic look for the ages that's right where is that sleeping bag now uh in my basement (laughs) (laughs) no i um that look is so special to me and um i put it on um in an exhibit um at the rochester art center i think i saw that on instagram right is it still there it is not so the um exhibit is moving and so right now the things are in storage waiting to move on to the next phase but Mm -hmm. um yeah she's safe Safe in storage. Yeah, nice. Is there? Do you challenge yourself to make looks out of other household items? Is there like a, you know, other things you challenge? Oh, to of make course, them? of course. You know, drag. You can make anything into drag. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, you know, you can make things out of toilet paper if you want, and still make it sickening. So, yeah. just as long as you have the creative drive to create. Um, you can make drag out of anything. 100%. And Joey, I'm interested to know, because you were discussing on your season about how you kind of wanted to give a platform to the, the wigless queen. <laughs> you know, I'm wondering, like, you know, after being on the show, have you had many people come up to you and talk to you about kind of, you know, changing their drag aesthetic or feeling more valid? Oh, yeah, 100%. Valid and I think I think my, my platform isn't about, I'm not anti-wig. Of course. I am anti, don't tell me how to be, how I should be happy. (laughs) And when I look in the mirror, for me, when I see myself like this, this is how I see myself. And sometimes when I wear hair, I don't see that. And so what I stand for is do what makes you happy, do what makes you feel good. And in my case, mine was just, I like not wearing this hair. But I'll dabble every now and then. So a panel is just opinions. And at the end of the day, do what makes you feel good. Yeah, because we have a drag queen in, in Dublin. I don't know, have you been to Dublin yet? I have, from. I have been to Dublin. Been? How'd yes. you get on? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it here. I love the UK. Um, and it's, like, again, so special to be in London. And Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Because we have a famous uh, queen in Dublin called um, Paul Ryder, who famously doesn't wear a wig as well. And mm-hmm. when I would do an episode of the podcast, we had a big conversation about it. And there's exactly the same thing, which is like, you know, no one's a gatekeeper of drag and that's all no, about it. No, not anymore. Like, that's right. Or like, you need to be wearing body or your hip pads need to be this many measurements. And it's like, you know what? Baby, I have a platform and I'm creating art and art is subjective. And if you don't like it, don't buy it. And that's okay. Yeah. One question I'm asking everybody is, what was the first season of Drag Race you watched? Mine was season six okay. with Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. Um, incredible. Of course, like I was so new to drag and so new to this art form, and then I saw this powerhouse performance from all the entertainers: Adore Delano, um, Courtney Act, like just mm-hmm. incredible, like incredible work. And I remember watching it, and I was like, oh, "I could do that." <laughs> I didn't know nothing about drag back then, but you know, I was like, you know, if they can go up and be a hundred percent themselves, I want to at least strive for that, yeah. you know. And look where we are now. Exactly, Joey. My first season was season two. Season one wasn't available at the time, but I watched season two. And I remember I was always, anytime we'd go out, I would always be gravitated towards the drag queens. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, at least when I was younger, I knew deep down I was really curious about it, but it was almost like a second coming out experience. You know, are you gay? No, 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 I'm not. No. And then it's like, you're going to be a queen. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) Well, fast forward, here we are having press. Like, that's sickening. So, there you go. Work. Okay, before I let you go, who are you reading for in season 15? Ooh. Sasha, Sasha Colby. Colby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course. It's, it's a really stacked cast. I I'm really see, excited yes. for all of them. Um, I love Jax. I love Anitra. Aura. 
As someone who works in, in the gay media and also in construction, I'm up for Lucy as well. Oh like, my God, yeah. There's very Lucy. few of us gays in construction, so I have to rep for them. I feel like I sometimes Lucy. you can see, when you see the queens come and you see the promo, you, you come up with your own idea on who's going to kind of end up where. Yeah. And I feel like this season, looking at just the advertisements and the commercials and the looks, you have no idea how it's going to go. Any any one of them could be in the top. Yeah. And I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time and uh, best of luck for the weekend. Thank you. Cheers. I don't know if we should be embarrassed the fact that the only person we paid to meet was Amanda from the Traders. <laughs> I think it was justified. You had put out on the story, should we go meet Amanda from the Traders? And oh no, I was like, who should I see other than Amanda from the Traders? Oh, I was like, okay, I was that's a staple. Yeah. I think like people interacted with that story well as well and they liked it. So I think, yeah, I'm, I am I think we should say, she's a gay icon. Yeah. Anyone who's not seen the Traders, it's this show where basically there's Traders and Faithfuls and they don't know who's who. Except for the Traders, obviously, no. And they kind of like kill each other off. But... It, it, well, it, came, it came out over Christmas in the UK and just slowly became everyone's favourite TV show and, and mm. everyone's obsession. Like, everyone I was talking to knew it. Some iconic lines from the show and then obviously you have Amanda who all the gays just adopted. Yeah. And yeah, I think it was great to see her. I did feel a little sad because Kieran, who's also from the show, was there and they had like little portraits, which we bought £15 for a portrait <laughs> and signed by the Welsh Dragon. I had her sign it as that. <laughs> But he was there also, and we did have a little chinwag with him afterwards yeah. for free. Which was nice. <laughs> but when we went up, he obviously saw that we had Amanda posters mm. and stood to the side, which I thought was really sad because not many... No well, one, one, one of the pits of the weekend was walking by Queen's Boots when there was no one there and just seeing them sort of yeah. sitting I, there twiddling their thumbs. I don't want to name any Queen's. They don't think no. that's fair. But there was, a, I, I would say, a good five to six queens that you could walk by and every single time they'd be just there on their own mm. or with like a press person or whatever. And it was really sad to see, especially if it was a queen who wasn't on the current season because you know that they probably spent a lot of money to get there. Yeah. And particularly if they had come from outside of the UK too. Yeah, like there was a lot of international queens who were who were there as well. And like in the UK, I imagine the international franchises aren't as well watched. You know, yeah. Just like uh, subtitles and stuff like that. Yeah, but I like think, just because we saw, we saw some of them and they were empty, but I'm sure there was people there when we weren't there, or whatever. But it was just it's just an awkward interaction, and like even like the vendor selling art and stuff like that, it's just it's just mm. an awkward interaction catching the eye of somebody, and you're like, well, I'm not gonna come over, and yeah, it's yeah. just like. There's like sometimes it just like make my heart heavy. I was oh, like, we? why do I care? Like, um, I wish I wasn't as sympathetic. I just feel so bad. I think being hungover today, especially, didn't help. Didn't help. And obviously, well, we'll get into it tomorrow. But like, because it was the wrap up today, yeah. Um, and it was definitely quieter on the. Sunday. It was quieter as well. So that's obviously why that it was a lot quieter for a lot of queens. But it also kind of made me think the whole idea of a convention. <laughs> feels almost a bit cruel on the queens that like they are they're judged by their personality in front of everybody you know i suppose like if you go to a farmer's market and there isn't a rush on the moussaka it's because maybe people don't want moussaka on that day but you know uh, let me use Alyssa hunter as an example because she wasn't there so you know i'm not talking about her if Alyssa hunter goes to a drag con who is an amazing queen but because she was only on whatever four episodes and she has an empty booth i just always felt bad that she would feel unloved <laughs> it's just something makes me feel sad whose booth was your favorite Victoria Scone's booth was so iconic mm. she basically recreated the Victoria line it was like a tube state no a tube um Carriage. Inside a tube carriage, yeah. yeah, which was really cool. It kind of reminded me of Dua Lipa's Brit performance. Oh yeah. So it was that, and it was really cool. And then she had like obviously she had she was selling merch that was like a tube stop sign, which like if you're British or even if you're like not and you know like the the tube is like iconic. Mm. Tube's gay. Mm. Tube's queer icon. <laughs> <laughs> the underground is queer icon. Um, just all the jokes you can make. But like, yeah, I think she really pulled it out of the bag. I really, really liked that one. Mm. I think she, that was my favourite booth. And Blue and Carmen Ferrara both had like... A double. They both had the kind of... It's not like King Film, but it was like this like shiny, silvery, reflective material yeah. all over the booth. And Carmen also had these like 
where they love heart shaped silver foily balloons and there was like mirrors and everything it just it it looks money it just looks so visually pleasing and then she's like a goddess anyway so she's standing in the middle of it it was great and then whereas blues kind of accented that off kind of some more of those like vibrant blue hydrangea colors yeah a staple blue which i love carmen's one it felt like an installation in the tate yeah some of the girls had put budget behind mm. these boots and obviously she had a double one and even everyone wanted people who didn't know her because obviously not everyone's watched all the franchise I haven't seen her season yeah um, Cameron but, yeah Cameron yeah. Um, uh, I've seen Blue um, but she she had like a kind of extended past the side of the booth mm. so there was like kind of a tinfoily moment on the side and everyone was taking photos at that as well so yeah. there was always people around her boots so I think if you are a drag queen you're listening and you're going to be a drag con, I think maybe have a, have the best sickening booth you can have. Mm. A lot of them were memorable, but those those ones stood out to me. Is there anyone else? That Tenomi you... Banks had a. I uh, my reference point is Matilda, where they watched that show and it's like, yes. let's get sticky with Mickey. Hey, oh. guess it is like <laughs> it <age> well. glass <laughs> cylinder and like money flies around, but they were like dollar bills with Tenomi's face on them. Yeah. And we didn't get to play it, but it looked really fun. It looked really fun. It was kind of difficult to gauge what was the gamification of that. Like, I didn't really, I, I didn't see anyone in it. No. Because I, I don't know how it operated, like, um, but we hadn't had a chance to see it work. But we were, when we were leaving on the first day, we caught a glimpse of it because we hadn't seen it. Just because there's so, there's so much to digest, as mm. we said, so overwhelming, like sensory overload, I thought. And I didn't think that I was a person that was that particularly... Um, sensitive to sensory. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Sensitive to sensory. <laughs> sensitive to sensory. <laughs> um, so I, I found it a bit overwhelming. And then when we did, like, it was actually nice having, like, I felt like we were, like, night night at the museum, like, at the end, at the little press party, um, which was, like, kind of... Well, like, it was the, the after party. It wasn't just for press. Oh, yeah, after party. <clears throat> it was just a separate ticket, yeah. Yeah, a separate ticket. But it was kind of, like, that was fun. And it was, like, you, you could... Well, everyone was obviously up at the main stage. So if you were walking around... It was kind of like you got a little glimpse of it without the overwhelming amount of people. Mm, so that yeah. was nice. And that's when we saw her booth. And I'm trying to think if it was anyone else's booth. Though. I thought Cheryl had like, Cheryl Hole had a nice little salon, which I thought was really nice. That was nice. cute. A whore had this like really nice kind of table with like expensive looking like candlestick and jewellery and stuff on it, which I thought was nice. So some of them did oh, really yeah. nice. I liked it. Pixie Plight's one was cool. It was like Mean Girls reference. Mm. And she was like Amy Poehler, the mother. Yes. And then... Lemons was all that lemon Lemons shade of yellow. She was on brand. Um, Rajas was purple, of course. So there was some really nice. But Frida Kant mm-hmm. for it, Italia had the iconic white dress that she poured blood all over. Um, oh, Tasis one was like that as well. It was yes. white with the blood for her lip sync. So we mentioned that Blue Hydrangea's boot was one of our favorites. So let's take this opportunity to play my chat with Blue. Hydrangea, thank you so much for joining me here at DragCon. How has your weekend been going? Oh, thank you for ha- No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm glad to be here. Um, dressed fully head to toe in pennies, hun. I'm having a great time here at DragCon. It's been fabulous. How has it felt? You've, you've recently, I guess, lo- lost your reign to Raj no, O'Hara, I no? I haven't, okay. Raj O'Hara is queen of the mother-pucking world. I'm queen of the mother-tucking world. And that has been confirmed by World of Wonder. Okay. I stand corrected. Well, then you're... you're are you going to reign forever then? You'll have to find out. Okay. Okay. Um, how, how, what's the inspiration of your, of your booth and your look and everything over the weekend? So my booth is like a gay unicorn threw up all over it. Um, every time someone passes it, they say, I knew that was your booth. Which, so, I mean, branding. Uh, and today I am wearing my entrance look from UK versus the world. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, an eyesore. Something that you can only look at for so long. Because I want those cues to move fast. <laughs> Just kidding. I love the people. I'm a queen for the people. What was it like watching, I guess, Jumpers following your following your footsteps? I thought she was shite. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, she was fab. Um, to be honest, uh, I think she was everything that I maybe wasn't, which is kind of good. We were like a yin and yang a pairing, maybe on an all-stars where there's... Uh, two people like teams again mm-hmm. um i would not choose her but we if we ended up together it'd probably be a good pairing yeah. no i love her I, we actually had a very messy night out on boxing night so it was fabulous oh nice okay would you have done saint patty for the snatch game uh that's a great idea um i i remember whenever i did uh, or told rue that i was going to do austin powers she said i think you should do nadine coyle as um uh, an irish minister or like an irish um uh, church, Pro- like, politician or you know, like someone that's in, in a church 
Oh, What's like the priest? Yeah, like an Irish priest. That's what she said that I should have done B- the last. And I was like, well, that is very Irish, but didn't think of Sympathy. If she had given me Sympathy instead of Nadine Coyle as an Irish priest, maybe I would have been okay. Well, I still won Smash Game. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> it would have been fine. You would have been fine. I thought Jumpers was one of the funnier ones on her terrible, abysmal Snatch Game. That was Agreed. Before, yeah. Right? It was grim. It was grim. And you know what? Filming Snatch Game, everything on set is silent. There's no laughs. So I can only imagine how much more the silence was painful in that room because it's so un- it was so unfunny. Yeah, I can imagine because I recently just did, I, we, I did a show in Dublin which was basically just Snatch Game with improvisers, and like that was great because we had people in the room who were laughing. I think, I imagine Snatch Game is, is so hard to know if you did well. The only person that laughs is Rue. And that's how you know if you're going to be in the bottom or not, really. You'd almost tally it up. You're like, oh, okay, she laughed for me once. She laughed for Pangina Zero. Um, yeah, so, yeah. What was it like standing there with Pangina's lipstick in your hand, hearing her ball through the set? I think I'm selling t- t-shirts uh, this of, of that moment where I kind of realised what ha- I had done. And I put my lip finger to my lip and my lip quivers um but it was iconic i would do it again <laughs> tomorrow and every day after because i love that feeling uh, of having the power uh, the power for anyone that's not from <laughs> northern ireland and um i was only upset because she was so upset because normally on all stars people just go thanks for the opportunity and then leave uh she didn't do that uh, and we all saw what happened because um, you could see you, your nervous hand with the lipstick right? it wasn't like a bye bitch it was a bit like a oh sorry do you know what's so funny is we watched that in Chicago so we were doing like a viewing party that night but obviously because of the time difference it came out at about 3pm so we thought we'll have a sneak peek and we thought it was going to be so funny uh, the edit of it and when we watched it we were like this is not funny I have to watch this in front of like 75 people later who are all <laughs> staring at me while I ruin this woman's life and were they? they cheered because yeah. <laughs> you were there I think only because I was yeah. there sure sure. Uh, what was your first season of Drag Race you watched? Uh, season 2 uh, live it was well it was live yeah. still coming out on E4 I was 11 years old and I ran into my mum's bedroom whenever I found it at like 1am in the morning and went mom what is this because it was like the first time seeing me on TV as someone like me and uh, she said get to bed it's a school night in her be- most northern Irish accent uh, and ever since I stayed up and watched it on a TV that was on 1% volume yeah that's a very relatable experience yeah. for queer people like queer is folk as well very like those are yeah, some big brother episodes yeah. oh yeah some of those big brother episodes <laughs> yeah it does matter uh, Blue thank you so much for chatting with me today and have a lovely weekend oh thank you there is a lovely in memoriam booth um, that if you see, you, uh, I say if you've if you've seen any content from Drag mm. Con, you must have seen it. It was I think that was done so tastefully, and we did hear that it was something that World of Wonder wanted to fund mm. and put together themselves. Um, obviously support. in support and in collaboration with her friends and family. Mm. And they had like a lovely, they had four of her, was it four or five? Four or five, yeah. Four or five stunning looks that she wore either on the show or something that was iconic that she'd worn. And she also had a in memoriam book that you could sign. And it was just all done so tastefully. That you could sign. Yeah, and a wall you could sign as well. At a, there was another booth then. So there, that was a double booth that mm. was just like there, which was really really respectful I thought and it was definitely done so right I think they did that so right and then her friends and family had a separate booth that was somewhere else and that was selling merch Mm. for sure yeah I'm not sure actually yeah I think there was proceeds but um yeah there was a wall you could sign there as well so we paid her respects and signed both and yeah it was not it was a nice it was a nice nod and a nice um acknowledgement um yeah, yeah. I to, think it was to, done really tastefully. Yeah. 100%. We had to see some friends of the pod while we were there as well. We bumped into Electra Fence, Eamon McGill, fashion oh, designer, yeah, Eamon. Chloe Burroughs from Love Island, <laughs> which was fun. That was fun. Um, so it was good, just kind of good to go around and see, you know, see all of the Drag Race fans in one room. And then we mentioned the after party. So there was like an <clears throat> after hours ticket you could get. And there was loads of um, performers on. And I, I thought we were going to stay longer, but I know like the list, list of people performing was really, really strong. And we saw Crystal and we saw... Crystal was insane. Christopher Versace. Crystal Versace is one of the best performers ever. I've seen her in Heavenly mm. Bodies. She did like a surprise performance. It was everything. She knows how to do a number. She ate it up. Her booth, sorry, as well, was very impressive. Mm. It was like this double booth as well. And she had kind of mannequins of herself 
Which looked really real because yeah. I, I passed the book several times and I think I find it been hallucinating. I was like, there's more of her. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was really good performance. I just love looking over at one point and she was just sitting still and there was, a, <laughs> there was a man bending over her fixing her hair and she was just like sitting perfectly still. As she should. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, they'd come on, do one song and leave and the atmosphere wasn't, I don't know, just a bit stale. It was a bit I of a mixed felt. bag, I think. It was kind of... I. Uh, Oh, sorry. When we were leaving originally, we were gonna go, we went back to the hotel before we went back to the after party. But yeah. a lot of people obviously had trouble a long time to get there, so they had to wait. They were waiting in the convention center, but they were putting the little pen. Yeah, they were <laughs> surrounded by like fencing, and they were just sitting, and they just looked like herded sheep. It was just... very surreal, and I think that we had a little bit of drink, and I was trying to gauge what was happening. I was like, <laughs> "What? What? Ex- what? Like, I don't know. Exhibition is this? Like, what is? What are we looking at now?" But um. Yeah, the after party was a bit of a mixed bag. It was hard to know what it was because it wasn't like, I didn't, it didn't, I had in my head after party as like a, not, because they showed Drag Race as well, didn't they? Yeah. They, they showed, showed like episode, 10 minutes the first episode. 10 minutes or something of the first episode, which was fun. We didn't really get to hear it. it was We were kind of like mulling around and that's when we saw Tanomi's boot mm. and stuff. But um, I think that it was just hard to gauge what it was meant to be because there were so many different people and there was like different age groups as well. And then like, I didn't know what it, the vibe was to dance, mm. enjoy yourself or watch the performances. Yeah. Because I think there's a video of us dancing with Chloe and then like we're getting some looks from people being like, what are you doing? You're meant to be watching <laughs> yeah. performance. And I was like, it's an after party. We're dancing with them. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I don't know how to conduct myself in public. That's probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed with the atmosphere at the at the after hours yeah. show. It wasn't, it wasn't the one. And then Sunday, um, we were Today. back again. The, <laughs> the peak was Just May's live stream. Oh, that was brilliant. We had we spent a lot of time with Just Me. Yeah. She did a raffle mm. to win a life-size cutout of herself. Um, and Not, to and live-streamed pulling the name, but it was just very entertaining and it was just a bit surreal because we were like in the other side of the room watching something on our phone yeah. happening on the other, on side. the other side. And then we went down afterwards. She was a marketing genius though. I think that raffle was really fun mm. and she knows because she was first out on... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she knew that, like, she had to pull out stops. Mm. And she did. I think the marketing was absolutely brilliant. She told us to stream her song. She was on Grinder, And her name was um, Booth, whatever it was, D81. Yeah. Um, which is so funny, so clever. And she did kind of like a uh, like a finger in her mouth, um, kind of like tease-ish, Tea, yeah. cheeky tease thing. Um, and then, yeah, like, I think, and, and then the gamification of that. And then running around as well. She ran around the entirety of drag. Shouting that they shouting 1%. 1% off her merch. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. People came over. We were watching a live stream as well. And she was getting people to enter the raffle. And you could enter the raffle by buying merch. And she sold some bits mm. on the live. And then a, a woman called Megs in a Greg's hoodie won. <laughs> One cardboard cut out. That was uh, watching the live stream. The live stream. Megs just disperse into the crowd with, with this, this head of just May cardboard really, cut out yeah. over her shoulder. And uh, we had seen Meg in the um the press room, so we were hoping that she'd come back up with the with the life size <laughs> cut out, but we didn't see it again. But I was kind of like, I don't know whether that's a great thing to happen. It was because it was like three o'clock today, and there's a there's a, there was a good bit like still to go. Yeah. So it was like you now have. To own this carbon Imagine cut. I won that trying to scan a juice security. Oh my, oh my god. Oh my god, going home. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to buy an extra seat. <laughs> oh my god. I really wanted it though. While the Just May live stream was going on, we were in queue to interview NV Peru in the press room. So let's have a clip of that audio and the other chat we did on the Sunday, which was with River Medway. NV Peru, thank you so much for chatting to me today. How is Dragon going for you? I've been loving Dragon. It has been such a nice experience. We arrived on Wednesday and uh, the time has passed so by so quickly actually. You know, it's the last few hours of Dragon now. Yes. And, uh, it has now it has been really amazing. We're like in the hotel with all of the queens. So you can just only imagine how the hotel bar is going. <laughs> it's cackling, cackling and the hotel staff already wants us out of the hotel. <laughs> can you see the floor? Is it just covered in drag? It's covered with so many queens. Queens everywhere. <laughs> now I don't know if you remember I came up to you last night and said you are a drag legend so I just want to apologise now for interrupting you but I stand no. by it I stand by it no 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 I loved it I loved it yeah, we saw 
each other yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> we were both out. So. Yeah. yeah no, so okay, so I'm glad to get to chat to you properly and yeah. sober. Yeah. You kind of looked at me like you didn't really know what I was saying. I thought no, I was no, just no, I, no, I garbled. You, I, of course I understood what you were saying. <laughs> I just wanted to hear it again. Okay. Well, you are. You're a drag legend, so there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, Holland isn't on TV anymore. Is is. Is that kind of disappointing for you not for more Dutch drag queens not to get the kind of chance on a world stage? I think it's a good decision for now okay. that there isn't a season three because um, that way the queens that will come on in season three have more time to develop mm-hmm. because uh, Holland is not that big. So a lot of the queens that have been on the show from Holland are, have been on the show. And um, so the thing is that I think it's better because we had like also COVID in between. So the queens could not really perform in mm. any places. So I think it's better for them to just have some years to just develop, to polish the drag up. And then when the time is right, having a season three. So Nice. Never say never. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much talent and diversity if it comes to drag in Holland um, that uh, I would love to see another season. Where's the best place to go to see Dutch drag? Uh, to see Dutch drag, well, we have two very cool residencies. My residencies. <laughs> <laughs> Shout it out. <laughs> it's the Amsterdam Drag Show and the Rotterdam Drag Show. And uh, it's a great lineup because we have Vanessa van Cartier uh, in the lineup, the winner of season two of, um, of, of Drag Race. We have Janie JK, my runner up. Uh, we have Keita Minaj and My Little Pony, Abby Oh My God, Cedar Jean. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you love drag, if you love Dutch drag, that's, uh, that's, that's going to be a night to remember. It's a two hour show. And uh, yeah, so whenever you're close, whenever you're in Amsterdam or Rotterdam, come to our show because it's amazing there. Yeah, I have a friend who lives over there, so I'm over a lot, so I'll definitely have Good. to go. Have yes. to go. Yeah. Come by. <laughs> I always love. Sorry, I always love the merging of, of cultures. How do you? How much? How do you merge the sort of Peruvian and the Holland culture? Do they? Do they kind of clash sometimes? There's a difference of styles. Like Dutch is very direct, <laughs> you know, proving much more open. Yeah, uh, if it comes to uh, a culture, yeah, yeah. the Dutch uh, are very known for being direct and very honest. But I think that's also the thing that why people love that Dutch, uh, or why people love Dutch people, because they just say it what. What it, what, it's, what it sounds like. My boyfriend, for example, is British. So whenever he doesn't uh, approve of something, he will find a way to make it polite. <laughs> and we Dutch people are just, bam, <laughs> in your face, and we're just going to say it. And, um, and, and in, in terms of Peruvian people, Peruvian are also very just nice and very polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, when, when you cook food, is it more Peruvian or is it more Dutch? I don't cook food. So <laughs> <laughs> like when people cook that's food for you, for you, <laughs> I like to be cooked for. Yeah. You know, uh, though. Yeah, I've been. Um, I've been. Um, me and my boyfriend started living together this uh, April, so we're now like on a battle of okay, who's cooking today? Who's cooking tomorrow? Um, but uh, I'm a good cook if I want to. But I'm always so busy, you know, that sometimes I don't even want to cook. But. Um, I think yeah, my boyfriend is a pretty pretty good cook actually. He takes good care of me. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be he'd be making sure you said that now. He'd be watching to yeah, make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, the last question I want to ask you, and I've been asking everybody, is what was the first season of Drag Race that you watched? The first season. Well, I'm a die-hard Drag Race fan actually. It was season one. Okay. Yeah. W- what are your memories from from watching it? Um, I got into it of a transgender girl, a friend of mine because actually I didn't have anything with drag. You know, I thought it was weird. I was I was really so narrow-minded actually, uh, if it comes to drag because I was was seeing it very black and white. Oh, it's just a man in a wig, you know. Like maybe a lot of people still, maybe not anymore, see it. Uh, but when I saw RuPaul's Drag Race season one, I saw BB and I was like, wow, this is an art form, you know. And I always felt when I was. I, a young gay boy, that I will find something that I could really flourish in. And when I saw the first season of Drag Race, I thought, that's it. That is the thing I'm going to do, and that's the thing that I want to do. So I never planned to be a drag queen. It just happened. It just happened. And now you're a drag legend? I'm a drag... What? What did you say? Legend. (laughs) (laughs) Envy Brew, thank you so much for chatting today. Thank you. Thank you for your time, baby. River Medway, thank you so much for joining me today at DragCon. How is your weekend going? My weekend has been so fabulous. I've got no complaints at all. I'm a bit overwhelmed by the amount of people that, that have come to meet me, to be honest. But, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, absolutely. That's good to hear. You're, am I right in saying your booth is inspired by Hannah Montana? Yes, there's a lot 
a lot of inspiration from Hannah Montana. She's one of my absolute idols. I'd say she's, she's, she's one of my biggest drag inspirations, really, because I think she basically is a drag queen, to be honest. I think there's so many similarities. And it's like kind of a joke, but also like I kind of love her. So sometimes it's, it's fun just to, to lean into those kind of quirky things that we like right? oh yeah definitely and it's like my target audience is definitely people that are my age that sort of grew up either like born in the 90s or like early noughties and we grew up sort of watching like disney channel and nickelodeon and stuff like that and i know that that is a lot of the people who you know are fans of mine so i think it's good to sort of lean into that and like do things i love and, and they all love it too so it's, it's worked out pretty well absolutely do you have a favorite miley cyrus era after Hannah Montana. It could be Hannah, Hannah Montana, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess Hannah Montana would help because it's like the OG, right? But, um, like, Plastic Hearts and everything, like, Miley, like, recently, like, the last couple of years, is, like, a really, like, re... re, re, re Rebrand kind of thing, yeah. yeah. I kind of love it. I, I really, really love her and everything she's doing right now, yeah. which is so great because it's, like, I've literally been a fan of her since, I guess, I was, like, seven, and it's, like, I'm 24 now, and it's, like, I'm a fan of her now, but... Like not even just because of it, it's been that long, but just because everything. I just love everything she does now too. Yeah. No, it's it's great, and she's like somebody you forget has so many banging songs, yes. like the climb. I know. I was gonna say like I think people do forget because it is just like it's, it's sort of like a thing like oh it's Hannah Montana blah blah blah. But like she's like really really good, and it's like yeah, so many great songs. Can you do the hoe down throw down? I could do the hoe down throw down. <laughs> You'd have to come to one of my shows. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your shows. Yes. Uh, I guess we got to see you on season three and, you know, you were very open about your grief and everything. What was it like watching it back and that experience of sort of coming out of the of the engine of, of, of being on TV? Um, if I'm honest, I was I was very happy about it. When it happened, I, I didn't have any regrets about, um, as in like when we filmed the show and everything, it, it was a really safe space for me to sort of do that and share that and I never felt pressured into it so I was really happy with the way it, w- it was filmed and so then watching it I was, I was actually looking forward to just being able to tell th- my story to the world and uh, it was I think it was it was done really nicely and, and I had such an insane response to it in, in the best way possible so it was I'm really happy with how everything went really yeah that's great I mean you had a moment that very few people get when you had Rue in stitches with, yes. the, with the pointing yes. like it's hard to beat something like that well, do you know what? It's one of those things where um, I didn't think anything of it. it. Like, as it was happening, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this because it makes sense to me. Like, it wasn't supposed to be fun. It, it, it genuinely was not supposed to be funny at all. I didn't think this will be hilarious. They'll love it. I just thought, oh, I'm dressed up as a statue, so I'm going to have to walk like, like a statue, right? So in my head, it just made complete sense, and it was just going to be red normally. And then the next thing I know, it's like the funniest meme on on the internet it's like it's made my career like it genuinely has like from that one moment it like gave me such a a slingshot and i've taken that straight to the bank (laughs) i feel like for me watching you doing i you could kind of almost see the expression on your face being like can i do another one i really laugh at that yeah no that's that's fully what it was i was like oh i don't want to milk it i was like if they want it then i'll I'll give it to them but like yeah it was just bizarre and and it still is bizarre like people all weekend like I was selling traffic cone hats and then it's like you just walk around drag con and there's traffic cone hats everywhere and I'm like this is this the legacy that I'm leaving like orange traffic cones you don't get to choose your legacy sometimes it was crazy yeah right before I let you go what was the first season of drag race you watched uh season six of the US do you have any memories about the first time watching it oh yeah I remember all of it I remember I had friends online because I feel like ever had friends like queer friends online because they're like the only type the only way you could like talk to other people and they were all a lot of Americans and uh, they, they told me about Drag Race and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch. And I was probably like 14, maybe, or maybe 15. And uh, I watched season six and it was the year it was on. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. And you had to, you had to watch it like on a dodgy website, like a pirate website. <laughs> sorry, sorry, World of Wonder. And uh, it was the only way, like, it wasn't anywhere in the UK. And I remember like binge watching, I watched number six, then I went from one all the way up and then I've been watching it since, yeah. Being in the closet in like the 2000s was basically just living on forums, really, yes. wasn't it? Oh, fully, literally, like online, like chat rooms, like just talking to people, then I'd make friends on like Twitter and Tumblr and stuff. And now it's like, oh, now everybody's in real life, which is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, and I hope you have a lovely end to your weekend. Fabulous, thank you so much. Uh, we got to see many Morphoses who had. Actually, another great booth. It was all like yeah, done sorry, crochet she... by this this uh, artist from Arkansas. Gina and it something. Was this, um, yeah, Gina something. 
It was just this like patchwork crocheted quilt, and she had lots of crochet inspired looks and stuff. I think her look yesterday was stronger, mm. but today was really sickening as well. It was crochet, and um, yeah, it was it was really really clever booth, and I think that's part of her brand as well. That kind of like country girl kind of vibe. And she was doing free meet and greets, that, which yeah. I appreciated. I did. Yeah, I really liked it. But then I kind of, again. Then and I felt is, bad. Yeah, I felt it, if, uh, you know, it kind of, um, that was like the, the whole guilt part of it. Like when we saw boots that were empty, but then mm. when we went to her booth, I felt so guilty sitting on things. So yeah. she had like a couch set up. It was like a, uh, but she was funny with it as well. Yeah, she she said that like, I get to stay here all day and get complimented. Mm. Um but yeah, it was just a weird one. I just, I, I it was hard to, because I, I almost felt guilty for seeing her and not. Yeah, so I was like, maybe I should buy merch. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been her, her poll. Her plan, yeah. And maybe she did. That's And you know, I support that too. You have to respect the hustle. I think a lot of queens know how to do it and mm. know how to make money. We were speaking to some of the other, I guess, journalists and people who had press passes there. And some of them were kind of using the fact that the queens would have empty boots as an opportunity to kind of go up and have like a quick interview. And I kind of felt uncomfortable with that because if I'm going to limit myself by limiting how many queens I go to see or buy merch from, etc., then I shouldn't like take their time. Like they know their worth. They've they have said if you want to speak with me, this is the price, and I respect that. So and I felt lucky enough to be able to interview the queens up in the press room. So I didn't want to like use that press pass as like a way to exploit these queens further for my own gain. And I think your highlight from the Sunday was the Teletubbies. <laughs> the Teletubbies. I wanted to go, but you're like, no, we need to save the Teletubbies because we were originally told they were three and then they were half three and then they were half four. Yeah, no, I think I was told. So basically I joined the queue to meet the Teletubbies. They were in another section that was like Teletubby land or something. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it was like kids corner. It was like a kids corner, and they had the tally. And we also there. saw them perform earlier on, and they performed with, Bang Bang with a horror. With a horror, I caught it. Mm. Um, it was really, really fun. They didn't do any death drops, though. We we were kind of hoping the United Queen dolls would be un- in the we costumes. We wanted them in the... I don't know what we thought we were going to get. We wanted more. I think someone had teased it to us yesterday, yeah. saying they were doing an iconic performance, <laughs> we and were, we'd oh accidentally God. built Bimini it Bimini will be in Lala. Yeah, we were, like, assigning Teletubbies to these four queens. who were, like, aren't they probably... Because Bimini wasn't there. No. Or well, Lawrence, Lawrence was. Lawrence was there, Chase was there. And, and a horror, obviously, yeah. she performed. But yeah, um, we wanted to see the Teletubbies. I joined the queue earlier on at like three, and then I, I I didn't realize I was actually cut off. And then I was told she was like the queue's cut off. I was like, oh okay. And I was like, when are they back? And she was like, oh, they'll be back at half three. And then we came back. They weren't there. And then four, they weren't there. And then half four. So we had to kind of like occupy time. But um, we went to the audible booth. Sat down there. <laughs> Just for, just for a sit down Audible I don't know people. what the gig was Like, I think the Teletubbies sponsored like, they did so Teletubbies sponsored but why you kept saying they were having a moment they are having a moment they had to come back because I remember last where? year for Pride what do you mean where <laughs> everywhere Teletubbies is everywhere um, I think I don't know they had a resurgence though for, I can't remember what it was, but they, I remember they had a collab with some, I can't even pitch, I can't think of it right Sorry, now. Sorry, it's Tinky Winky, fucking influencer. Tinky Winky Tinky is a queer collab. icon. He's doing with coach bags. Tutus and oh my God, a red Tinky Winky coach, coach bag. bag. Forgot about it. That would sell out. I feel like it'd be more, yeah. Tipsy's hat collection. Tipsy's hat. That, that, that like cow print The cow print hat. What would the other two have? Lala, Lala was on a scooter. She'll the Poe like, was the scooter. Lala had a big fancy bob. So she'd do Gymshark. <laughs> She's Gymshark. Oh my God. <laughs> Poe. Poe's doing the electric scooters. Poe's doing the electric scooters. Yeah, bring so them back. they're influencers now. They're influencers, yeah. They've always been influencers. <laughs> they're the OG true. influencers. <laughs> they literally true. screen stuff on themselves. Branding they, icons. They are the content. They are the content. They serve the content. They give. They make the content. They serve it. They give it. They screen it. Um, I love them though, but they definitely had like a some sort of a merch for Pride last year. And I remember I really wanted it. It was very expensive. Mm. Very expensive. There was this one suit that I wanted. It was a full all over print suit of like um, their names and like kind of like them like like an outline of them and like mm. their colour and stuff and like their symbol. Yeah. <laughs> what do they stand for? 
But yeah, I think they. I really wanted to meet them. But yeah, they. We did get to meet them afterwards. But it was actually really interesting. I mean, we didn't get to meet them. We got a photo. We did meet them. We didn't. Meet, we didn't like chat to them. We just. We met. We literally heard it on a magic well, photo, and then it was like, get off. Sorry, if one of them talked to me, it would ruin the whole experience. I was happy. It was what a meet. Was that it was, we met them. It was a meet, no greet. <laughs> it was not a meet and greet. It was. It was a two second. They flyby. waved, and we could get a photo. But also, when they anytime they walked the the pink carpet was hilarious. Mm. It, looked, it just looked so fun, so iconic. And I think as well, then all the queens came in. Yeah, so they took quiet. a pause. All these queens came, in. like literally every single queen Not seemed to be there. <laughs> Nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was killed. Um, I'd say like forty queens. Yeah, there were so many queens. Yeah. There were so many queens. Um, and it was cool. They all got a photo with Teletubbies. So Teletubbies seemed to be hot off the press, like hottest bitches there. And they were able to pull queens left and right. Um, and then they all sang the Teletubbies theme song, yeah, I which I forgot, half remembered, then forgot. Yeah. Like, it was it was really weird. Um, but then afterwards, then they let the public um, get some photos with the Teletubbies. It was so efficiently run. I think Disneyland should be taking tips about how people meet Mickey and Minnie. Because they had, like, one person take your phone, pass it to another person who would take the photo, and another person who would collect the phone. Yeah, and then give it to and you. And give it back to you at the end. We didn't even realise what happened. We got there. I was... We had been mugged. We It's over before you even yeah. started. We had a game plan. They were lined up in order of appearance on the show. <laughs> Which is... Tinky, Dipsy, Lala, Poe. And um, I am a big fan of Poe. Like, my family, when I was younger, would have been like the four, just the four of us until my younger sister came along. But I was always Poe. That was like my character. So I wanted to get a photo with him. So I wanted to stand in between him and Lala. And you wanted to stand in between. I didn't care. You didn't care. You wanted to be in the hotel. It's where you wanted to be. (laughs) But then when we got up to them, I realized they'd left a gap in the middle for both of us together. Which we obviously ignored. And I like kind of (laughs) nestled in between them. And I say these suits, they're really big suits. I say they're quite heavy, very sweaty. And now I'm dictating where I'm going to stand. (laughs) Well, we have literally, I'd say... Two four seconds. seconds. Oh, I'd say less. Yeah. Well, but we maybe. did, there was like seven photos. Okay, maybe though. four seconds. Yeah. It was probably about four seconds. And then they looked horrified. They have these really, like, like a gasp, shock. Lala looks like they just walked in on her parents having sex. Like, <laughs> this, this horrified look. You need to put, we need to put them. We'll put, I think we, we, we'll, we'll have loaded the photos, <laughs> but like, if you've seen them, we might, maybe we'll, Poke a reference on it, but it was just so hilarious when you zoom in on the photos and see their faces because their lips kind of come out a little bit. <laughs> Lip filler, the influencer. We'll, we'll post a picture of us with the Tate and then a zoom up on Poe's Oh, yeah. Face. Do it as a grid and then, or yeah, yeah. as a grid post. We'll, we'll post, and, we'll post yeah, them. Amazing. That picture of Lala is up on the Sissy That Pod Instagram page at Sissy That Pod if you want to go see it. Honestly, the look on her face is scandalized. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this little episode on uh, DragCon. It ended up being, what, an hour, so not that little. Uh, and thank you for DragCon and World of Wonder and Premier um, PR and the XL Arena for having the two of us. It was such a really fun weekend and we were only there for two days. Uh, if you're thinking about going you definitely should like i said do it as a treat for yourself it can be expensive but just you know if you've been watching the show for so long give yourself a little kitty to work with and go and enjoy and just soak it all up and even if you can't afford to see that many queens at their boots there's drag on all day and if you just love drag and you love queer spaces it is definitely worth going to so uh yeah maybe i'll see you there next year Thank you for listening. The next episode will be out on Monday. So have a lovely weekend. See you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 